Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire Reordenverse. What's up, guys? Welcome Hi. back to the Damn Snack Bar. This is episode 157. I plunged to my death, which is episode four of the TV show of Ooh. Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Season one. Of ten, hopefully. Ten. Ten. We're manifesting, guys. Put We're it out there in the universe. Ten minimum. <laughs> minimum. Absolutely. God, they're going to be 45 by the time they finish <laughs> the show. As they should be. <laughs> 45 playing 17 year olds. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. <laughs> it is Disney. True. True, true, true. Yeah. I'm gonna break this fucking shit. Alright, Joe. How did you feel about this episode? Okay, initial thoughts. There's a lot of talking. <laughs> like, compared to, okay, to, to be fair, compared to the last three episodes where it's been like, talk, talk, action! Action! Talk, talk. Action, 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 Talking and action at the same time. Plain action. A giggle, giggle. A cliffhanger. <laughs> a giggle, giggle. You know? Like, yeah. that's basically been the last three episodes. This one was more like talking, 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 sincere talking, action, suspense, more talking, <laughs> threat talking. Oh, oh, bit of action, bit of speed walking. Not quite running. <laughs> speed walking. It's not dire yet. Speed walking. More sincere. Aggressive, but sincere talking. Little bit of action. And then action, action, action. Come back on. To be fair, he was a zombie. Can't really do much action. So, There's no brain spin to eat. So, in other words, the pacing of this episode was different. It was different. Um, yeah. Still good. What did you like about it, though? What did I like about it? The sincere talking. It just took me a minute to load. Um, I... Mm. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what I liked about it. I was going to say, you put me on the spot. I would like a chimera. Right? Aren't they cute? She's kind of cute. I thought the actress who played Echidna as well was very talented. I she was, was like, really good. look at her go. She's fucking creepy. She <laughs> was like, uh, she, so there was a point She's in the like episode where I literally was like, oh, that's what's unsettling, unsettling about her. She hasn't blinked yet. And then as soon as I thought that, she blinked. And I was like, oh, okay, wait. So but up until then. that point, she hadn't blinked yet. Yeah, she was just doing that wide-eyed, creepy stare. Creepy, really good. creepy dead stare with that dead clown smile. And yeah. I was like, well, you look like a normal person. Wow, yeah. this is really trippy. But yes, anyway, first time watching this episode, I was like, oh my god, I love the chimera. She looks so familiar. Where do I know her from? Yeah, where do we know her from? Okay, the reason that she it's looks so familiar Fantastic to me. It's from Fantastic Beasts, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. No, the reason she looks so familiar to me and so cute yeah. is because her face has the same structural, like, look. Mapping. As Aslan? No. Oh. As Chunky from the Croods. The green jaguar thing. Oh, <laughs> so true. She does. Yeah. No, she also kind of looks like something you'd find in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, but we don't want to talk about that series. No, we don't. But you know what I mean. What was I would it? much prefer. <laughs> she kind of looks like Aslan as well. But well, that's because she's a lion. But yeah. <laughs> but I was like, but even okay. So even the chimera has got a little like tuft of hair in between her two big horns. Yeah, I looked at a picture of Chunky today, and she's got a little tuft of hair. 
between her ears. And you were like, this was the info pic. Oh, she's so cute. You just kind of want to snuggle her. And yeah. I was like, I'm kind of on kid inside when she See, says, but like keep chunky, the monsters. Chunky has like a door. little bulbous tail. Yeah. Like, and the chimera's got his neck tail, obviously, or like a, a poison tail. But like, I was like, oh, a little bobby tail. <laughs> she's cute and I want one. <laughs> and she's just a baby. Yeah. You could train her right. You're going to fall in love with Mrs. O'Leary. I just know it. <laughs> as, as everyone should. What about Spot? <laughs> oh my God, Spot. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so I just had to tell you that, because that's what I was excited to tell you yesterday, and then you wouldn't let me. No, because it's a surprise. And this morning, and you wouldn't let me. Surprise. <laughs> but she's chunky. She is chunky. She's so cute. If nobody knows what I'm talking about, I'm going to be really Guys, disappointed. If you don't know, go watch The Croods. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Guys, it's got Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, and Nick Cage in it. Go watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Still alive! Who does the Wait, voice? Wait, take it again. I think I blinked. <laughs> I was gonna say, who does the voice of the sun? Chunk. Yeah. Oh my god, Chunk and Chunky. That's no, hilarious. Sunk. That's his name. Sunk. Oh. Um, you know, I don't have a brain. You know from um, The Office, the young guy, the young intern with the glasses that they came oh, in? Oh, Mini the last, Yeah. <laughs> last season. What was his name? Neil? Uh, Craig? No. <laughs> well, Pete's the other guy. Yeah, Plop. <laughs> anyway what's his name it's not darren no i actually don't know i'm just in my head he's mini dwight yeah mini dwight that guy that's the that's <laughs> the voice Jupiter, dwight jr and plop that's the, that's the voice actor for funk I don't know the other three. Okay. <laughs> Can't remember. Alright, should we get into... But I just love it because it's Nicolas Cage and he can so clearly hear his voice. <laughs> He's got range! <laughs> we can't talk about the Sorry. crew anymore. I wanted to make my one up. reference and I wanted to move on. Because you're the one who wanted to delve into it. I know, okay. But the reason that I want to move on is because I have a bone to pick immediately as soon as this episode starts. Um, Grover didn't have enough lines this episode. No, but that is true. I was that was grumpy about that. Oh, Lou, <laughs> I was like he slayed in the last episode. I need more of that Grover energy. We got a little bit for like two seconds in yeah. the beginning of the episode of him being the most relatable character ever, which was he was tired and grumpy and hungry. <laughs> and I was like, if that ain't fucking me, if you take me on a hiking trip, that's all you're going to hear from me. Cross country. Like, honestly, I'll be like, fucking hungry, let me sleep. <laughs> and you know that if Grobe is hungry, then it's like literally he the end eat, times. Because he can eat anything. That is something. He can eat cutlery. That's <laughs> what we're missing from this show. Grover just pulling out a can. Just chewing on some hard metal in the background. <laughs> <laughs> eating the cutlery that's what we're missing yeah. like just out of nerves because that's funny that was something him eating the you know like paper like yeah. grease paper from yeah. on the drapes because yeah. that was what they didn't hold back with in the movies <laughs> grover just <laughs> pulling out shit and being like oh rubbish i'll eat the toilet paper not used <laughs> okay no so the bone that i had to pick immediately right mm. is because the episode opens up with Percy, young baby Percy, and, or, well, elementary school age Percy, and mum having a... How old's elementary school? Like, preschool. Not preschool, like, 
primary Kindy. school for us. Okay. Kindy to primary. That's what. All right. Sorry. School elementary, school. middle, and then high school. Yes. That's so weird. Why do you have three? <laughs> you just have the two. <laughs> We're like young and old. Anyways, <laughs> so like young Percy and Sally having a swim lesson, and that's what it opens up on because yeah. they're showing like Percy being afraid of water. Yeah. I have so many guys gripes with in case you forgot kate is a professional swim teacher it is her career i don't know how it works in the u.s i don't know what their learn to swim program is like okay (laughs) but for me personally (laughs) what is mum doing in the water with a six-year-old no absolutely not you get out of the water at when they're three right parents three or four I'm just, oh God, if, they, if your kid is over three, hand them to a teacher, okay? Don't get in the water, because what the fuck? Because you saw what happened. She had to bargain with her own child. Literally. And get him to move. Literally. Okay. Doesn't work. Literally. You need a stern external figure to be like, I don't give a fuck. I'll drown you if you're not Let careful. me be clear. That's not how I talk to my children. No, but that's how I would talk to them <laughs> because I have no patience. But yeah, no, literally. I'm like, they bite you. At I three like parents <laughs> out of the water, I actually try and aim for two and a half because I'm like, get out. You're annoying me now. The parent, not the kid. Yeah, it would be like, the kid can understand what I'm saying. That's yeah. enough. That's so all I literally was like, what is the son of Poseidon doing in a swim lesson at six years old? Also, right. why is he clinging he to the wall? a fish. Because I'm also like, Like, the Stella. water is supposed to soothe him. I kind of was a little bit pissed off with her. I was like, you negligent parent. <laughs> you have a son of Poseidon in your care. He's your son too. You should have desensitized him to water immediately. Yeah. You should have had a fucking You have your water yearly birth. beach pan. <laughs> you should have had a water birth and you should have put him in a pool or in the beach, like, day one, for you specifically. They go out to the what beach is every fear of water year. business. He shouldn't be afraid of water. It should this be a fear right. of water business I'm not on board with. Not on board, Sally. What the fuck? Unless she can't swim, which in that case, I would be like, Poseidon, what the fuck? Yeah, I'd be like, what did you, what did you see? She was just so hot. You'd <laughs> be like, look at her floundering in the water. <laughs> oh my god, I have to see <laughs> That's accurate. what it would be! Actually, fucking hell. It's fairly accurate, I feel. Uh, you know how you were complaining? <laughs> that was one of your grabs. I was like, you know how you were complaining that Poseidon's gonna be a redhead in this TV oh, show? Fuck this shit. You know what? It just gives you more reason to be related to Ariel. Because, like, Triton's obviously a redhead now as well. Which means that Ariel's also a red. There we go. No, but Triton was already a redhead because Amphitrite is a redhead. Well, then he's got a type. <laughs> he likes his own reflection and was like, let me put that everywhere. <laughs> I don't like what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so while they're having a little swim, um, whatever, she's like, you need to know how to do this because it's going to be really dangerous for you one day. And Percy, first of all, when the camera is not facing him, he is not looking at No, he is like a dog in a scene looking at a treat. (laughs) (laughs) When it was fully focused on her face and we see like the side profile of baby Percy, I was like, he's he's tracking a bug in the water. I can feel it. He's not looking at it. He's like, huh? What'd you say? I was listening. Oh god, literally. Maybe yeah. it was maybe the actor, I mean, maybe the actor was just like uncomfortable in the water and was like, I'm fucking clinging to this wall But then they decided to put a camera on him for that. <laughs> Poor kid. Poor darling. 
Okay. We don't know. We weren't there. Yeah. So mm. then, you know, he's freaking out and she's like, you have to know how to do this. And he's like, mum, breathe. Okay. It's not that serious. <laughs> he's like super <laughs> dramatic. Yeah. She's like, well, I just found it really funny. It was like a competition. My mum's being dramatic. I must match and excel at the dramaticness. Just breathe, mum. Yeah. You always but then, like, to do that. To, to end out this little prologue scene that we have, we get Percy in another dream sequence, but as young Percy, yeah. with, you know, this mysterious voice talking to Which, him. Which, if that voice that's talking to him is supposed to be Kronos, it's not scary enough. I don't know, he's kind of creepy. No, it needs to be, like, scarier. I, I, I expected a much deeper and, like, thundery voice instead of just this regular man talking to me. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> It was boring. very fair. If any man spoke to you, you'd be like, ah! <laughs> Big time. Get those penises away! <laughs> anyway, so then the voice says, a forbidden child attracts attention, but a forbidden hero attracts doom. She is coming for you. What's the difference between a forbidden child and a forbidden hero? He knows he's a demigod now. No, I still don't get it. Why would a forbidden child, if we're talking just a mortal child, attract attention? Because they're forbidden. Why is it forbidden? Because, okay, do I need to explain all of the Percy lore to you? So, there was this point where Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades made a pact, and they said they weren't going to have kids because their kids result in being too fucking powerful, and so then the show has decided to call them forbidden I said mortal! I meant like human! (laughs) They're still mortal. They're not talking about humans, though. No. Oh, okay. Well, my brain took that as human children that are forbidden are bad. Demigods that are forbidden are the worst. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Why are humans No, because they're not classified as a hero until they go on a quest. Oh. Guys, I know the laws. I watched the show. I actually can't believe I just had to explain that to Fuck you. Off, that's so mean. It just was phrased weirdly. I was like, what? <laughs> Confuse the fuck out of no, me. Because they attract attention before they even get to camp. <laughs> oh my god, I got you got my eye. <laughs> the fury going after him. Megan Mullally being like, I'm gonna kill that kid. <laughs> And then as soon as they're on the quest, he's like, oh no, certain doom. Because <laughs> they're a hero now. I can't believe we're having this conversation. No, but what's the difference? How many of these are No, no, no. But what's the difference anyway? Because before he was... No, no, no. You, you just said before he was a hero, just chilling at the school, Megan was still like, I'm going to kill that kid. Now because he's on the he quest. Was a forbidden child. So what's the difference? It doesn't matter. Either way, he she was wasn't going to him. actually kill him. She was going to take him to Hades. Potato, potato! Like, it's the same thing. He's still... Nothing's changed! Not potato, potato. No one has anything to fear from Hades because he is a sweet little pumpkin boy. <sighs> I love that pumpkin boy. Anyway, <laughs> but it's like... I just... That phrasing is so dumb to me because he's just like, you know, forbidden demigods are bad. But forbidden demigods are bad. I was like, you said the same sentence twice. What the fuck? Okay, you don't have a literature degree? That was my gripe. I was like, you said the same thing twice. That makes, like, why would you bother? Choice to nuance. Waste of words. <laughs> you could have just said it once. Anyway, so then. You know, it's like, the children dream, are bad. In the dream, the sand dune collapses on baby Percy, and then we wake up to, to our regular Percy to having a little sleepover. Ba bam! Sincere conversations! <laughs> it's number one! 
started, you up? <laughs> and Adam is like, no. You're go like, to sleep. Any sleepover ever. <laughs> Anybody else still awake? <laughs> My only one. Shut up, we're trying to sleep. No, but he, she literally is like, shut up, I'm going to sleep. And he's like, but let's talk about your bar. <laughs> he is like, let's get Let's really dive in. <laughs> he's like, let's do it. You he's know like, what? I want to know about Thalia. <laughs> What's that name? <laughs> so yeah, then Annabeth goes on like a little, you know, backstory, a little ranty rant about, you know, Italia. She had to earn Talia's love. Chill, Talia. No, how she literally, yeah, she was like, Luke, just gay. He trusted me from the get-go because I was seven. <laughs> I was not a threat. Talia, <laughs> peace. Beef with a seven-year-old. Actually, I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I to say you at work. So <laughs> you me being like, kick those kids and shit me off. <laughs> Tommy was like 13. So what's the difference? <laughs> she was still younger than Luke. That's so funny. <laughs> Classic middle child. <laughs> I love that. I just, because... <laughs> I was not a threat. Yeah, but you're fishy. That's what, that's what it was. Fishy. There was something off about you. God, that's funny. You know what it was? She probably corrected Talia's grammar, and she was like, "Oh fucking dare you!" Something distinctly child of Athena. She probably did that, and it just irked Talia the wrong way. She pointed out some architecture fact. Talia was like, "A nine-month road trip," and Talia's like, "Shut the fuck up!" was probably like, "You think you're so smart? I'll fucking show you." I don't condone. Oh my god, yes, I am. really nicely to the fact that Annabeth is here telling Percy her story and she's like first I was a gift then I was a burden <laughs> <laughs> my father pushed me aside when the new family came in <laughs> I was their dog <laughs> <laughs> oh god poor baby girl yeah then she's the like, it's just so funny because she's telling this whole story mm-hmm. and then she goes and then I ran away I was seven <laughs> You get to that point of the story and you go, maybe you were just seven and misunderstanding <laughs> things because you were seven. Spoken to a seven-year-old. They're pretty stupid, I know. I've met them. They make up lies, the little <laughs> shits. God, this little girl at work was doing backflips in the shower. We're not going to talk about that. Why can't, why it still shits me off. It haunts me to this day. Kate, I had to look at her brains. <laughs> Wasn't her brain. No, it was her head. <laughs> but... Anyway, so yeah, then she's going on about how, like, you know, Talia wouldn't trust her. So then Percy immediately like connects the dots and he's like, oh, is that why you don't trust me? And I was just sitting there like, okay, what happened to the hardcore trust exercise we just did in episode three with Medusa where you both went, I don't trust you and I don't trust you, but I just did this one thing that's in your favor and I just did this one thing that's in your favor. Oh my God, do we have a common goal? Oh my God, trust. Friends. (laughs) Almost. Not quite. Colleagues. And so we literally was like, um, okay, so we're just like blowing past like that then, and we're just like totally <laughs> trauma bonding. Come on, but we're totally just like backtracking because now Annabeth is like, yeah, no, I don't trust you again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right then. <laughs> yeah, but I just love how like so in this moment, Percy's like talking about how okay, well you don't trust me, and like you know we can't get any help from the gods, so like the gods suck. 
And then Annabeth tells her whole like family backstory, and she's like, "No, it's not just the gods who suck. People also suck. Everybody <laughs> just sucks in general." And I'm like, "Yes, twelve year old girl, you die a lot of shit, and then you die. Possibly a hero. We'll find out." Yeah, yeah. Because Percy's just there, like, I don't like how I have to like get the gods' attention to do anything <laughs> or to like get recognition for things. Being persassy, it's like. <laughs> But he also is just like, I lost my mom and now my other parent won't talk to me and I have no hope because your parents don't talk to you and like, Grove is the only one with a successful parent-child relationship at the moment because his mom's in the forest and she can't exactly leave. <laughs> and even then, he doesn't really talk about it. Because <laughs> yeah, no, really. he's like, my home life is great. Also, I'm 25, I moved out of home many years ago. Yeah. He was like, I'm an adult. But then we don't get to finish any of this conversation because Grover rolls over and he's like, guys, I'm fucking tired and hungry and you're keeping me awake and shut the fuck up and I'm sleepy grumpy so <laughs> go away I just I just love that when he rolls over though Percy's full of concern he's like are you okay <laughs> and it's like he's just grouchy shut up you haven't been on the road with him yeah and then I love it's, that it's a common Grover trait yeah but then they are like up the next morning and they're in like the you know the food cart or whatever and they're having the whole conversation and Percy immediately is like um, can I ask a dumb question? And Annabeth clocks you know what it I and she goes from that scene though to follow up from the previous is I needed Grover chugging some coffee. <laughs> oh yeah, literally. That would have literally. made it. It would it should have been him gorging on some breakfast and coffee and being like, yeah. So what's happening now? What are we yeah. talking about? Well, because they lost their backpack, so they've got none of the like millions of snacks that Annabeth bought at the gas station. Oh, all the snacks that Grover packed. Oh my god, he was gonna pack some snacks. He was so excited. No wonder he's hungry. Yeah, he lost all his tin cans. I'm dying! <laughs> <laughs> What's he gonna eat? Literally, the cutlery. No, but so, like, Percy's like, can I ask a dumb question? And Annabeth just, like, levels him with a look, and she's like, it's like you need me to make fun of you. Oh! <laughs> such a good line. <laughs> oh, my God, the sass was giving. It, it was, was giving everything. And, and just the deadpan so that he gives her? Oh, fucking good. Yeah. And so, so then, what's the first <laughs> question that he asks? Uh, going to Los Angeles, they're like, he's like, so what do we do when we get there? Grover's like, you're too far ahead. First, we have to get there. Grover's like, baby steps. I'm going to get anxious if I think about it. (laughs) Just think about the next step and then the next step. And that's how we get there. (laughs) He was like, we need you. You know how people always say, look at the big picture and ignore the little steps? This quest opposite. We're going to just Grover literally is channeling, you know, Chandler in the wedding episodes when he's like having to get ready for, you know, to be the groom and then yeah. like, the pings and <laughs> just like do the loosen of the tie yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so Grover's there like chill 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 you're thinking way too far ahead all of this is it at the moment yeah and then Percy's like okay follow up I need to ask another dumb question and Annabeth just like looks at him and he looks so like worried and uh, like looking at Annabeth and he's like don't make fun of me and I'm so like are you kidding like are you fucking serious and he's there like okay but like let's talk about the prophecy because I really feel like we're not paying enough attention to the fact that we're gonna fail <laughs> and so then Annabeth has to like school him on the rules of prophecy about how like if you the more you try to figure it out the less you know yeah yeah which is standard prophecy rules it is standard prophecy rules but I was just yeah. kind of like You're supposed to play the game and just the lines it's like you need me to make fun of you I was like well, oh, like quintessential Pesabeth and I'm loving it oh I almost said a spoiler I was like isn't that a, I'm like we're a spoiler podcast I'm like isn't that a great example of the more you try to control it and understand it 
the less you know what's going on. Yeah. Boom, right here, the whole, a friend will betray you. He tried to control it by bringing along Grover, who is, is his most trusted friend, and bringing along some he thought hated him. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then here it was like, it's going to blow up in his face because he was like, ha, I got you now. And it was like, no, no, you still need someone to betray you. <laughs> but it's also just like the fact oh, that he's like, we could never be friends but he and Annabeth are sharing like the most intimate secrets. The amount of edits that I've seen, guys, I'm going to need you to stop because I almost cried today. Oh, uh, just literally just from the last episode, from the Medusa episode, yeah. just the the lighting and the sparkly eyes that they were giving each other, I was like, stop it, this is a slow But there were so many in this episode too. I was like, I have to wait like Five more seasons before any fucking thing happens. Yeah. It's well, ridiculous. I mean, in battle, we get jealous out of it, and that's not top tier. That's fun. And then, hopefully, Connor. That's Sassabeth right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we get a little backstory on a little, not backstory, but, like, future, like, you know, five-year plan for Grover in the next bit, because they see the centaurs out the window. And um, we get our first mention of Pan. Yeah, and Percy's like, "Oh my god, centaurs in the wild!" Oh, and the other does. two are like, "Well, yeah, obviously." <laughs> and then Percy's like, "Wow, I didn't expect to see them." And Grover's like, "Well, there used to be more. It's just that humans suck, and we're literally a blight on this earth, and you guys are ruining everything. And there's <laughs> need more nature." What was terrible is that he said um, humans were slowly, uh, slowly chipping away at the what's left of nature. I was like, babe, it's not slow. We're yeah. not slow at all, actually. We're, like, yeah. ripping apart nature as we go. Literally. It's fucking awful. Yeah, literally. I just, he's an optimistic boy, and so we'll let him be that. Yeah. Yeah. He's honey. doing his part for cleaning up the world by eating all the garbage, but yes. we haven't seen that yet. You do that, honey. <laughs> but yeah, then they're talking about, you know, being a searcher compared to being a protector and the fact that he wants to follow Pan and, like, no satyr has ever survived. And Percy's like, would you want to do that? <laughs> He's like, because it's my calling. Yeah. But then, as I was which like, is not a bad thing. As I was like thinking go. about it, it's especially so like this whole like this is what Grover wants to be, and like this is how, and we've had Grover's backstory <laughs> as well. You want to be yeah, with like finding you know Talia and Luke and Annabeth and whatever, and then we also have Annabeth's little backstory. Like we're learning more about Grover and Annabeth than we are about Percy himself. Yeah. Percy is very much a self insert character right now. He has literally like no backstory apart from my mom. <laughs> like, he's got nothing else. And I'm like, we could just really put anybody in Percy's place right now and it wouldn't make a difference to the story yeah. because he doesn't even have water powers yet. No. You know? Like, he literally has did he in the a book sword and a dream. Well, in the book he didn't have any water powers yet, yes, did he? he did. He did? What did he do? Yes. Well, he'd already had... He Okay, so in the book... Like, so far, done, what, what had he done? What, what had he done? <laughs> Okay, I was about to tell you, and then you interrupted me. In the book, unwittingly, there was the Nancy Boba Fett scene. Obviously. Obviously. And the toilet scene, yeah. Yes, the toilet scene. And then we get the healing of himself in the capture the flag scene. It was an accident. Then though. after that, in between the... And I was going to talk about this later anyway. But See, in between, but the healing of himself, I think that was Poseidon. Because he was blessing him at the time. So I don't actually think Percy had any control over that. Stop. Sorry. Also unwittingly, not sorry, actually. Also unwittingly, oh not from Persi not from Poseidon, but in the Minotaur scene, the rain gives him strength okay. to fight the Minotaur. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and then in in between 
the capture the flag scene and when he goes on the quest, he trains with Luke and there's a point where he pours a water bottle on top of himself. He knows he's a son of Poseidon and it gives him a boost of strength. Is that in the show? No, in the book. You asked me about the book. I'm telling you about the book. I did. Yes. <laughs> no, he doesn't know he's a son of Poseidon yet when he pours the water over his head. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does because that's why he does it. Are you certain? Yes. No, no, no. Oh, no. we got to reread the book. No, for that specific thing, I'm pretty sure he's not claimed yet. I'm pretty sure he is. I'm pretty sure he's not. And then, because I'm pretty sure Luke is surprised. He was like, where did that energy come from? And he's like, eh. <laughs> He's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> no clue. He's like, I was just toasty. Get <laughs> your toes off of me. You could be right, but I don't want to use it. Because I was, don't really care. He was toasty. Doesn't matter. He had, that's, I literally gave you five examples. Okay, but that's all in the camp. When's he done it on the quest? Not yet. Not yet. No, surely. When they sat him in the fountain and <laughs> splashed him, did fuck all, and <laughs> just got him wet. He was like, guys, my undies are wet now. What am I going to do? <laughs> that would be my first thing. When anyone says sit, it like, it's a really jarring sensation. Fully clothed, sitting down on a wet puddle. <laughs> like, it's Red's like, fuck, my asshole's wet. <laughs> like, the rest of me is dry, but my ass is wet. <laughs> Every time I've sat down on wet grass and not realised that. <laughs> she would have done more because she would have been like oh fuck Medusa (laughs) (laughs) she's like I've got fucking reach bitch spear actually I don't have the spear because it's split in two (laughs) cheers Percy appreciate it (laughs) so yeah and then they're like interrupted because the little you know Taika Waititi looking police officer comes over and goes show me your tickets and Annabeth's they're like okay fuck you here's my fucking ticket and then they go back to their room and yeah, somebody it's like, ransacked. <laughs> literally. And then from the outside, <laughs> they're like, how do we even? I don't even know. When would we have. <laughs> and Grover's like, which, to be fair, Grover's like, the receipts, bitch. We were in the fucking food cabin. <laughs> but, but, like, to be fair, they, this police officer was fucking stupid yeah. if he thought that three little kids, because <laughs> that's what they are, children, yeah. fucking ripped apart a wall. 
Yeah. The outside wall. The one that leads to the outside. Yeah. And then <laughs> while the boys are panicking, Annabeth's using her big brain and she just goes, are we under arrest? And the police officer's like, listen, little girl. And her face. Oh, <laughs> She was like, this fucking bitch is asking for an ass looking and I will give it to him. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> just her immediate quick head turn, I was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> she literally was like, the audacity of this bitch. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Yeah. So then, yeah, they go back to the um, to the food cabin and they're, like, talking whatever. And then some creepy lady comes to sit next to them. First of all, there's no other Stranger people. Danger! Literally, there's no other people around. And then she just invites herself into their little cubicle and sits down next to Percy. Me and just being, starts talking at Me them. being a human phobe, I literally would have cringed away from anybody <laughs> coming to sit next to me. Let alone a creepy lady. So... Yeah. Yeah, but she comes and sits down, and she's, like, starting to have a little talk, you know, about whatever, how they don't have parents around, and how whatever, whatever. She's basically talking to herself. Yeah, and Grover's not really paying attention, because he's paying attention to every other little detail. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you've got glass on your shoulder. Where did that? Oh. Oh, shit. And then Adamant's like, oh, um, the window was punched in from the outside. You did that, huh? And then she's like... Well, yeah. <laughs> she's like, why do you think of you? Yeah, literally. And she's like, you kids are going to pay for the sins of your parents. Yeah, and it was in this scene that I was like, oh, this bitch isn't blinking, and she's kind of creepy, and I don't really like it. But yeah, I love how, like, so far, all of the... I really liked her jacket, though. I was like, yeah. I want it. I was kind of annoyed that she didn't have matching, like... Because it's kind of clueless, you know, how she didn't have the matching, like, miniskirt. But obviously, I feel like she's a bit too old. Oh, my God. Speaking of people who are too old to wear things, <laughs> right? Right. There was an old woman yesterday at Trivia who was wearing a dress, oh. probably from Supre, like it was for a 12-year-old. Yeah, it was for a 12-year-old. Yeah. Then it she was had t-shirt material, guys. She had, like, with, like, the little pedally overlay. Over, it was like a skater dress, okay? Ugh. And then, like, you know those ones that were popular yeah, in, like, 2014? I undies out of her ass. <laughs> Right out in the but she this woman was probably like sixty late sixties I would say yeah she had purple hair she had Dame Edna glasses that is an Australian reference for all of you people then she had a nose like septum piercing and she was wearing like big big platform um black chunky heels like that's what she was wearing and I watched this bitch on a Wednesday night (laughs) on a random Wednesday stumble to the bathroom so fucking drunk and I was like. Babe, not the venue for that. Yeah, I was go like, off, I guess. This is a rinky-dink pub with so, yeah. nobody around but vapors. Like, yeah. We but anyway, yeah, Echidna's jacket is a sleigh. It does have a miniskirt that goes with it, but I understand why she wasn't wearing it. Yeah, she's pretty what I was getting. The jacket was a sleigh. I was like... But also, like, cute. less movement in a miniskirt. Mm. She's going to be able to, like, run after yeah. her daughter, apparently. Strut. Yeah. Well, when you dress it with jeans, it's a bit more kish. Yeah. Know? But yeah, and then I love that, like, she says to them that this has always been a family story, and she's talking about how, like, you know, everybody's involved with everybody, and, like, her grandmother is the same as the demigods' great-grandmother, and it's always been, like, an roundabout thing. But then the thing, the part that I don't understand is that Echidna says demigods are the most dangerous creatures on Earth, and I'm there going, but no, they're not, because they don't regenerate. True. So, like... They die, and you don't actually die. But I understand the message they were trying to send. Yeah, I was like, I guess from your point of view, like, because they can the... kill you. But, but it's like, even when... then, it's more like a standby. Well, you know how what they did with Medusa, 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 they were like, we're gonna 
tell a story within a story. Like it, the, Medusa was a feminist. That's what it was about, and she yeah. wanted to. She and a sapphic feminist. We love her. She and Athena were a couple, so you know. No, I don't think that. I don't think it was as far as they were a couple, but she was definitely obsessed with her. And we love that for her. Yeah, but like at least she has a passion. <laughs> but it was yeah. So it was like it's a Ruined story. By within, man. It's like a a life lesson within a story. I feel like a Bluey episode. <laughs> it's a life lesson within a fun story. This would be, if this was a Bluey episode, we'd be on like episode six of it right now. <laughs> and they go for seven minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, That's such a good show. <laughs> good for ADHD. <laughs> ADHD. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I guess it was humans or demigods are the ones that ruin everything. All the gods and things ruin everything. And the monsters You're ruining just, moving day for us. Monsters are just chilling. Yeah. Or the monsters are the direct result of the gods being reckless and stupid. Mm. It's not yeah, but then when we were watching I don't know, it, still figuring out both the of exact us, phrasing. As we were watching it, both of us were like, "God, she is talking for so long. What is even the point of this?" And then she like, answered it basically immediately because then she was like, "Oh, I was just giving my my child time to smell you and time to catch your scent because she's <laughs> she's a hunter." <laughs> but I literally and I was like, "Oh, good callback to the episode before this where Grove is talking about like the layers of sense and like fear and you know whatever else because those are the same things that Echidna says that the Chimera has to like pick up on yeah. and I was like because the whole time I'm there dumb being like why the fuck is she taking so long get on with it like like because oh, we'd had so much talking by this point that I was yeah. like some action please a run something and yeah, so, I was like, like I literally was, I was like, they need to take notes from Grey's Anatomy. They need to speed walk down a hallway while <laughs> delivering important information that literally. nobody else can hear. And then I was, like, getting excited with, like, the, the build-up tension of the scene because Annabeth's there, like, palming her knife in her pocket, ready to, like, stab a bitch. Stab a And I'm like, yes. Which is good because then, you know, at the same time, the little zipper on the, the animal carrier is, like, undoing itself yeah. from Well, inside. I just, I thought it was a really weird scene like, she, like, again, the Echidna actress did a great job at scaring me, but I also was like, if I was Percy... <laughs> I think you should run now. But I was like, if I was Percy sitting right there, and I knew that there was a monster lady sitting right next to me, wouldn't you just quickly flip your sword out and stab her? Like, just be like, ah! <laughs> like, shit over with? Like, yeah. like literally just, like, knife her. Especially because she's reiterated that her child is still a baby. Yeah. And you'd be like, and it's still in the carrier, just stab it through the carrier. Yeah, Boom. True. Problem solved. Yeah. Like, three of you. I guess it's just my immediate attention like, turned to violence. I'm like, just kill it! Kill it! Kill I would be like, who cares who's watching? Kill! Stab! Go! Get it! <laughs> You know what I mean? I was like, she's talking for so long. And then on top of that, she turns her back to them so many times. I was like... If that's not the most Dionysus thing that I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like, not at all waiting for an answer. Just getting so patient and unhinged that they're like... Let me just dip into my intrusive thoughts. <laughs> well, literally, it was just like, if I can quickly pull my... Stop! <laughs> like, it's very much towing the line between Aries and Dionysus. <laughs> the unhinged nature is just dipping slightly into Dionysus. I'm not wrong! Like, come on! Nobody else can tell me. She monologued for so long. Yeah. I was like, babe, I get... I get that for the purpose of the TV show, we need to move things along. But logistically, if it was me on a, on that quest 
and it was like, you're clearly a threat that's right next to me. I'm just going to kill you and get you out of the way and move forward. Are you? Are you, Joe? Yeah. If it was me, I would fumble the sword and stab myself by accident. I'm talking about Percy. I don't know that. <laughs> They've got great reflexes. Like, well. <laughs> but, he, well, he, Echidna didn't see her pulling out her knife, and it was just the fact that Percy didn't also think to get his sword out at the same time. Okay, you're assuming that Percy thinks. Oh, this iteration of him, he just looks confused all the time. It's like, because oh, what Percy thinks? <laughs> He's constantly there like, oh, right. And then we get, literally, Poison Barb. Now, I don't remember. Was this in the book? He didn't get poisoned in the book, did he? I can't remember. I don't remember, but if he didn't, I like this edition. I do like Because then I liked him looking like a zombie for the rest of the episode, and then slowly getting worse. But it was funny when we first watched it, because you were like, man, he looks like shit right now. Because you were like, God, they couldn't have put more makeup on him. I was just like, you dickhead. He got stabbed. Night of sleep really did him dirty. <laughs> like his lack of sleep really does him dirty. I literally had to turn you and be like, "He got stabbed two minutes ago," uh, and they literally said, "It might be poisonous." And Maya just didn't click. I was like, I probably was like, "No, no, that's me when I don't get enough sleep. I look like a zombie, super yeah. grouchy, super pale." So yeah, stabby stab in both directions, and then Annabeth slays stabs also, and yeah, then they run off the train. But then they stop immediately, still in the train yard, to talk about it. And I'm like, no, keep fucking running. And like, she's right there. <laughs> right there. Grace Anatomy, either debrief on the way or debrief way over there. Mm. Just know? so silly. Like, you could have just had Hard Annabeth them. calling out as they were running, I think I know a place where we can hide. And then just showing the arch like That's they did in the thing. puddle, you know? Yeah, the fact that they weren't continuously being chased really took away from the stress factor. And I was like, no, I yeah. needed the stress factor. Yeah. I needed them not yet. I needed it, them running to the arc, to, to the arch. And literally, like, it would be like, and being like, I know a place! And then not explaining what it is until they get there. Yeah. Like, I would love it to be them running to the arch... And because Annabeth said, I know a place, and they blindly trust her. That's what I need. Yeah, exactly. We don't need her, be, them, her being Percy like... Because Percy trusts. I would be like, I don't... It was like, I, I just... I feel like it was it was a missed opportunity for her to be like, I know a place, and then go, what? Why? Where is it? What is it? What, what is going to happen? Yeah. Her being like, well, now I have to explain myself. Yeah. You could have just gone with what I said. <laughs> yeah. And then we get Annabeth being an absolute nerd talking about maths while they're walking there. And I'm just... We don't get to see Percy's face, yeah, but I just casually he is the I'm most like, no, no. in his brain. He's just there like, I don't fucking care about maths. <laughs> but yes, and then we get to one of my pet peeves and it's well documented 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 it's well documented on the podcast i fucking hate when rick does this shit mm. my only exception and i thought of it as i was modern history show, my only exception is the fact that he turned the empire state building into a gateway to olympus i like that that's fine because you're not negating what the empire state building was Why built did for. they go to the arch in the book sightseeing i'm pretty sure <laughs> Wasn't it just a great piece of architecture and Adelith was like, I'm never allowed out. <laughs> Either that or they were going to the top to see something or to like see out somewhere. It was like for the view to like you, not orient themselves but to like find where they were going next or something like that. And then it just so happened that Chimera and Echidna were riding the elevator with them on the way up. 
Yeah. And so they just happen to be up there with them. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, my pet peeve, I don't like when Rick turns places or people or things into this was built for built by demigods for demigods and we're just going to ignore all of the like actual cultural significance surrounding this actual piece of architecture or this person in real life she means modern history i don't like it you don't mean ancient history i don't like it especially because when they're walking through the little museum bit underneath the arch and annabeth's there like because percy's like what about all this like stuff oh no grover says all of this stuff that the the arch is like for and it's like because it's a big moment in history when it was built and who it was, like, all of the native people that it was for and, like, whatever agreement that it was for. I don't remember what it was for, but it like, we talked about it way back in the Lightning Thief. Anyways, and then Annabeth says, oh, you mean the thing that they piggybacked, that humans piggybacked on and that it was actually an Athenian temple before that and it was built by demigods and they just, like, piggybacked onto it? I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that you're dismissing what it actually is because then Rick did it multiple times in this series as well picking like a person from history and saying they're a demigod don't like that don't like that in Charles of Apollo he said that Harriet Tubman was a demigod who? don't like she like led people through the underground railroad railroad to escape like the people who were after them like native people right it was either during slavery or it was during the prohibition I can't remember which one because I'm not an American history person. What was the prohibition? They weren't allowed alcohol or guns or drugs or anything. Nothing fun. No alcohol? Yeah, it was during the Great Depression. Man. Yeah, I don't know, boring. <laughs> and so people used to like build tunnels between houses during the prohibition so that if people came knocking, if like, you know, police came knocking on doors being like, surrender all your shit, they would like go into the tunnels into the other house and hide it all there and then come back and be like, we don't have anything. <laughs> and that's where like hideaway cabinets came from and like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, all that kind of thing. The only thing I know about Prohibition is that... There's a club in the Valley named Prohibition. (laughs) No, I was going to say in Grown Ups. (laughs) Um, Rob, Robbie just yells at his really old girlfriend, You were born doing the Prohibition! Yeah, because it's like... Get some alcohol on this bitch! In the 20s or 30s, yeah. That was it. It was mostly... That was was the only thing I know. Well, it was the only thing I knew about the Prohibition. That one line from a movie... I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, don't quote me on anything historical that I've just said in the last ten minutes because I can't back it up. That's just going off my brain. I know I'm like half right though, so mm. yeah. But anyway, that's Either my pet way, peeve. We know I don't he's like missing history, and yeah. we're like, excuse you. It's my pet peeve. I don't like when he does that, and that Rick. I mean, when he does that, and that stems oh. a lot from also like the he made Hades Hitler. I yes, was like, that's how I was dare you. Was he Hitler or was he Mussolini? No, he was Hitler. He had a Hitler mustache. Okay. I was mad about it. I was like, the yeah. love of my life? How yeah. dare you? But anyway, then we get into a cute little Percibeth moment because as they're walking around yeah, and Grover, Grover's like, at, you know, upset because there's animal bones and stuff and the other two are being as kind of As if he's never seen animal bones. I'm well, like, why are you so yeah. upset about it? Annabeth animals being, die. Annabeth was being kind of insensitive and Percy was like, you know that he doesn't like it when people hurt animals. And she's like, I know. <laughs> and then Grover's gone. But Percy leans into his like, I'm just the boy with a crush and I want to make my crush laugh. And he turns around and he's like, so is this your mom's place? Like, where is she? And Annabeth's like, I have no time for you. And Percy's like, he like my or mimics, you know, an old woman's voice. And he's like, she's like, I'm just going to pee or something. And turns around and she laughs. And he's like, 
I have a gift. He's like, gushy. <laughs> Literally. And I was like, ah, oh, this boy. He's so in love already. He literally was just like, I want to make you smile. I want to be the reason you smile. La, la, la. He's like, I want to change the subject, but I also don't want to make you feel bad because you made Grover feel bad. Like, I want to make sure we're all on the same team, so I'm going to make sure that I can oh, make you laugh. he's the team player. Yeah, literally. Cutesy. But it comes across as, like, Consensus. love. <laughs> Literally. That then we song get, better come back. I really need it to. It can't just disappear. Yeah. It made it a staple point. <laughs> Sorry, I was just checking one other thing. Um, yeah. And then after that, we get the splash scene because Percy decides to collapse on Annabeth. She catches him because she's a strong girl. And yeah, then no, they're talking about this important bit where he was, they were talking about his parents and she was oh, like... Oh, yeah! Mm. Yeah, they talk about how um, Annabeth... Go is talking about how um, much she loves and admires her mom. Yeah, um, that's why they're talking about it being her place. And they, she says, Percy, you should try and contact your dad. And he's like, Oh no, he's never been there for me my whole life. He was going on a little rant and goes, "You've been there for I've been a demigod since Saturday, and you've been there for me more often than my dad ever has ever been. So I'm gonna stick with somebody." It's and then he trails off. Literally. He and was she goes. about to go into the dismissing the Poseidon Athena rivalry like he does later in the series. Oh. And he's just focused on her. Uh huh. Oh, and she goes. Because that's not till Blood of Olympus, is it? No. She goes, careful, Percy. You almost called me your friend. Ah! <laughs> but they, like, the eye contact between these two is friggin'. Oh! Die contact. Die contact. <laughs> But yes, then he collapses on her. I did see an interview, and it was really well. Like everybody saw this interview. I saw an edit of the interview. That sure. was um, it was and them asking the trio and Rick and another guy are there as well in the background. <laughs> so it's like five people. There. Probably the showrunner or something. Probably I don't know his name. <laughs> or recognize his face. Anyway, but it's the trio and two grown ups. <laughs> yeah, and um, they're talking about how. They're building the person at storyline, yeah, and it's going to be a long thing, and it's so it's late, and Walker being like super awkward and super like, no, we need to protect them so they don't get really awkward like Finn and Millie. No, it's them just being like quiet and blushy, and it's a bit cute, but it's just Aaron, Aaron Nixon being like, <laughs> nobody better make them uncomfortable because if the Stranger Things shit happens with them, oh, I'm going to so be so sad. sad. They really bad. My <laughs> one favorite ship. They can't ruin it. Yeah, I won't let people. But I it. just loved that it was like they were taking it seriously and they were very professional. But it's just Terry being like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> next to being like, ha ha, you got out the love question. <laughs> and now we know why they bully him mercilessly about his rolling in the deep video. <laughs> It's giving, it's giving, not to mention, you know, oh. the series that should not be named, but it's giving the moment in um, Deathly Hallows Part 1 where Harry and Hermione had to kiss, and mm. Hermione was, when she found out what day they were doing it, and Watson was Emma like, Watson, yeah. she was like, you, oh no, it was when she and Ron had to kiss, and she literally turned to um, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe and was like, you like, are not allowed to be there. And he, he was, was like, like, why? He's like, everyone was saying, why? <laughs> He's like, no, that's tomorrow, I'm on set tomorrow, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it in you. <laughs> He's like, ha, 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 ha. He, he's literally like, I'm your little brother. I'm so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then we get the splash scene. And I got to say, when the splash scene was teased to us, 
last week in it looked the funnier. Medusa episode. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a scene where they were just like gonna test his what about? Like, yeah, basically. It looked like a montage trial and error situation. It looked like Percy was laughing and they were testing his like, are you waterproof? Turns out he was just hyperventilating. <laughs> you know, like that's what it that's what it was. It definitely felt like a more lighthearted tone and I think it's because of the music that they use in the the teaser the, bit of yeah. each episode where it's like that Avengers kind of theme. Because <laughs> fun fact, it was composed by the same guy who did the Avengers theme. Of course, that's why. Yeah. yeah. But nice. anyway, so I thought it was going to be like, you know, them trying to get him wet and he just like, he's like, guys, there's no... sound right. Yeah, no matter how no you arrange it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like, guys, there's no point. But then obviously when we get to this scene and it's like, oh no, he was going to die, die. And they're just there like, fucking live. Shit, come on, we're alive. I'm just a young girl. I'm just a young boy. I can't do this. Well, Grover's not young. He's 24. But still, <laughs> you get the point. I still love that that was the thing that he was most betrayed by. Yeah. He was like, you're a demigod. You're going to die. Yeah, yeah. La, la, la. I'm 25. You're 25? <laughs> <laughs> it's like them trying to stop him from dying. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, Echidna and Chimera come in off the street and Chimera's just there like bodying cars. <laughs> Fuck this shit. You know? And so then they run back inside and um, Annabeth hears something. We don't get to hear what it is. And then once they're back inside and they get into the elevator and they're going up, whatever, and Grover realises that it's Chimera and he's got his cute little, like, oh my god, was that? He's got, was that Chimera? It was, it was Chimera. Was that fucking Minotaur? <laughs> <laughs> but Same <that's>, energy. <laughs> that's what he's giving in I hope that everybody makes their connections. Like, yeah, then they're like, um, but how would they be let in here because this is a special place of Athena? How would it, like, Athena would have to let them in? And then Adabeth's there, like, guys, she did. And they're like, ooh, what? And Which, by the way, Athena, dick move. <laughs> well, it was so, I thought it was interesting because Annabeth was like, my impertinence um, wounded her pride. And that is so spot on for Athena for like, like look what she did to Arachne. <laughs> Literally Arachne and Medusa. Like, it was so spot on for Athena, because she's literally done that to at least two other people that we can think of on the top of, my, off the top of our heads, which is Arachne and Medusa. But then I also thought it was interesting that they're taking this, like, position so early on in the series, mm-hmm. and I know that it's because they're not green light, green lit, I mean, for the rest of the um, seasons yet, but the fact that they This is on yet! Yeah, yeah. But the fact that they are taking the stance of the gods are already punishing us at this point it's episode four of season one Mm. if we think about how far or like their relationship with the gods at this point in the book it is still like very much they've got rose-colored glasses on the gods aren't to be questioned like it's all happy 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 whatever and yeah it's just like you don't say that you know what they're not really implementing the more you say the gods names the more you summon them yeah, but I'm talking about, like, you know, when we first get to camp, everybody idolises Camp Harplot because they're like, it's just this fun summer camp where, like, you're sorted into a cabin and then you've got all these siblings and it's fun and games and, like, the quests are like, a, oh, whatever, but most of us don't go on those and so it's fun, fun, fun. And, like, that is supported by the lighthearted, like, humour of Percy, obviously, and of the book series as a whole. But because the show doesn't have that, it's interesting to me that they're taking on the, no like the gods can still punish us and like Percy already questioning why he even needs to speak to his dad and like having that anger already yeah. 
And I'm like, it, it's leaning so much more towards Luke's point of view this early on because we don't have the rose-coloured glasses on that Percy has for the first three or four books. You know what three I mean? Because, like, in the books, obviously, you, like, gr- the audience, like, matures with Percy yeah. and they, like, you know, their views change depending on Percy's views and he, like, has that slow growth towards where he's at. But that's not the case in the show at the moment. And I'm wondering if they're going to change the pace when they get to season two, when he's more cemented in his role as a son of Poseidon, whether he's going to have that loyalty again to the gods or not. Because now he's just, at the moment he's in his, I'm angry because my mum's not here and my dad won't talk to me. He's angsty phase. Yeah. So I'm like wondering if they'll lean more into the loyalty part in the coming seasons and then circle back to the, oh, I can actually see where Luke's coming from point of view. Because at the moment it's just, of course Luke feels this way. Because look at what you're showing us. You know? It's just... It's such an interesting... Like, I was... Yeah, I just think it's such an interesting, like, take on it at the moment. Because there's no, like, undercut of fun times and of jokes and of, like... Like, of course there's jokes, but they're not, like, constant with Percy. No. And, like, you said this before when we were watching it. The reason that it feels so, like, heavy, heavy is because Percy is letting the monologue... Like, letting the people that they come across, monsters if you want to call them that, like, letting them monologue, but he's not doing it in a way that shows off his fighting style or his skill. No, in he's, that not he, like, par- he's not participating yeah, in the monologue. Literally. Whereas the whole beauty of the books and the, the thing that's most interesting about Percy's, you know, strategies and fighting style is that he's manipulative and yeah. he's smart and he knows how to talk to people and exactly. he knows how to get them to tell him things that are their weaknesses without yes. them real he yeah, he turns the he turns the what he talks them in circles and it's we're not seeing him doing any talking. Yeah. We're not seeing him do that with, you know, Electo, with Medusa, with um Echidna at this point. But we know that he has the capability to do that because he gives Animus shit whenever he can. And I'm <laughs> like I'm like, we know that you know how to piss people off with your words. Do it like, you know, <laughs> descendant of Aphrodite who, um, <laughs> but like, I'm like, do it with the, do it with the villains as well, you know, yeah. like come full circle and start to participate a little bit more and make it so that Percy isn't this cookie cutter, insert yourself character, you know, like I want to give him some agency and give him some momentum in how the story <laughs> is playing out. Yeah. Because like, even though he hasn't in the show come into his powers yet because that's literally the end of this episode he still has a personality yeah like like he could be not just relying on the demigod part of him like a like that's the whole point of him is that he relies on his mortality and he relies on his sally jackson-ness you know because she's an absolute sassy queen and we've seen that from her because she clapped back at gabe and was like i'm not buying you a fucking sandwich (laughs) which i watched a tiktok about how upset somebody was that they took away Sally's trauma because they were like that is a huge it def- I find character. it definitely like interesting because they didn't touch on the fact that he's smelly game so they didn't touch no. on like the reason that she needed to marry him yeah, in the first place she was there. and so then I saw this one comment where they were like questioning whether the turning game to stone at the end of the season will have the same effect or if they'll even do that yeah because what's the, what are they going to do we haven't really yet heard Percy talk about how devastating he will be to have to go out. He's never said anything like, I'm now 
homeless. I have no home to go back to because I can't go back to Smelly Gabe. Yeah. He's never mentioned anything like that. And I'm really hoping that the start of the next episode is going to be, you know, somebody, a news reporter being like, a terrorist attack in St. Louis, because that's what I'm missing. Yes. And Gabe being like, he's a bad egg. Yeah. (laughs) It's what I'm missing, you know? You're not. But yeah. That's, yeah, and I guess that's also, that background is also part of Percy's personality, and that's how it's part of his story. Yeah. So here's yet another example of them kind of erasing Percy's story as well as Sally's. That's what I mean. He's kind of got no agency at the moment. Like, he's not really contributing, apart from getting stabbed. Apart from the sass, we're not really getting anything from him. Which, the sass is good. I just need more silliness. Well, it's just like, he's not trained in his water powers yet, and he's not trained in sword fighting yet. He's not very good with a compass or a map. Yeah. He basically, all he has really going for him right now is that, one, he's the son of Poseidon. <laughs> he's the, they think he's the lightning thief. And two, that, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. That oh, that, that he mind. heard the prophecy. Oh, right, yeah. That's And he told everyone the prophecy, so boom. He doesn't need... Pressed he could remember it. Yeah, he's, he's not very useful anymore. Sorry, babes. But see, that's the thing. And at this point, we are at the midpoint of the season. We are at the halfway point. Ah! There's only eight episodes. And I understand that it's the hero's journey and, like, the episodic, you know, format of the book lends itself very well to the TV format where it's, like, literally episode by episode. But the overarching plot for Percy is stagnant. Like, it's not it's not going anywhere at the moment. And no. so I'm hoping with the next episode, going up against Ares before going to the water park and then it being a water park, yeah. I'm really hoping that we start to see a little bit more of Percy come into his own. And especially we... now that he can breathe underwater. <laughs> and because when was the last time we really showed him show emotion? He's because he's a protector and he hates bullies. And this is a Heck big yeah. this is a big thing that he doesn't like about Ares because he's like Ares. We saw him show emotion in episode three. When he was yelling at the other two for Oh yeah. That's being a friend who'll betray him. That's a Because he feels a lot of feelings. Ah uh, yeah, but like So I guess that's loyalty in there. I don't know. He, he, it is feeling quite cookie cutter. Okay. I'm just so, really sad that they're doing Percy dirty. I'm like, let him have well, more Walker's life. Walker's doing a really good job. No, Walker. A really good job. Walker is doing a fantastic job with what he was given. <laughs> That's the most undercut statement. Anyway, I want to move on because you said loyalty, and that puts me in really, really well for the next point, right? Because as soon <laughs> it's as almost get up, like we rehearsed as soon as they get up to the top of the as soon as they get up to the top of the arch and Grover is like, oh shit, there's so many people up here, we need to evacuate everybody immediately and Annabeth's like, I've got the right idea and she pulls the fire alarm, whatever, and everybody gets out. Um Which I did like say when we first watched that episode, I was like the thing that I also loved about moving Annabeth was that there was no hesitation. She was like, I've got the right idea. Follow instincts, go. Yeah. Like, the fact that Annabeth, lo- the TV show, Leah Annabeth, yeah. looked at the fire alarm, looked at the group again, held it, held that, like, tension yeah. and moment for just, like, three seconds too long. I was like, if that was book Annabeth, she would have been like, hmm, what do I do? Fire alarm, go, pull. Everybody out! <laughs> oh my god, pretty alarm, big noise. <sighs> It was just like, it literally would have been half a second and she would have been like, and we're gone. They are not leaning into the ADHD side enough where it's just like intrusive thought must act. 
But it well, it was also like Annabeth has been told and told and told that she is the smartest, greatest, and to trust her instincts. And so, yeah. if her first instinct was like how to get him out, fire alarm, great idea. But <laughs> she was she was like, I only have great ideas, so you know, trust every single one. But yeah, anyway, so then they get to the door, and Annabeth is like gonna sacrifice herself whatever and then Percy pulls out Riptide and he's like being held up yeah, by Grover and he's like no but if you're gonna stay here then take my sword you know this kind of thing and so then she reaches out to grab it and he does his little quick ha move he does the inner reverse yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> and fucking usses her out of the way and shuts the door and I was just like if that is not the first little look at his fatal flaw oh big time then there is nothing else that will Come God, up to that moment. Just loves like being that. the center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> but like, literally, like it just—he's doing it to save his friends, and I'm like, it's setting up his fatal flaw so well. But then I was also thinking about it from Grover and Adamet's point of view. Mm-hmm. This is the second time them physically being stuck behind a door in a stairwell at this point. But it's the second time that, that a forbidden kid has literally pushed them out of the way to quote-unquote sacrifice themselves. Oh, that's, what that's like right now. And then as Percy has shut the door, he then goes, Poseidon wasn't going to help me anyway. I may as well die. Like, that's basically what he says. That's basically and what Tali has said. <laughs> literally. And so I'm like, the trauma that Grover and Annabeth would be feeling in that moment being, like, stuck in the past again. Honestly, Grover's probably there like, fuck, two for two. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's what he was thinking as soon as Percy invited him on the quest. He was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> Literally, but I was just like, they're having Talia flashbacks. And then obviously, right after that, you know, we're, we're not dwelling on it too much because Chunky has come on the scene. I was going to say, we got to give her a we name. We love Chunky so much. Um, I do wish that in the at the top of the arch scene, we had seen Echidna in her form. Yeah, that would have been cooler. It would have been cool. We saw Electro we, change into her form. But did we sick. see her? In, and we saw Medusa change into her form. Yeah. But did we see Echidna change into her form in the book? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, I wish we'd seen it. We did. She had like, I'm pretty sure she had like reptilian feet. And wings. Reptilian? Did she have wings? Anyway, she did change form and I feel, feel cheated. Yeah, she does have wings because she's kind of like the, um, the principal from Monsters University. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get the fall. Oh, so <gasps> good. But first we get the fake out. Because, you know, yeah. he falls into a hole and then, oh my god, no, there's no stream. <laughs> yeah. Which also, um, you can tell that this Chimera is a baby because she barely fought at all. Any kid had cheated by ripping a hole in the floor. I was like... Oh. It was interesting to me that they did it through the floor because then obviously it's a straight shot down where there's no river underneath the, mm. um, the arch. Whereas... I kind of thought of it, I was wondering whether they were going to do the out the window and the propulsion gets him across to the river. And isn't it, isn't it the point that it's Percy's choice and that he trusts, he, he chooses that moment to try and jump for the leg, yeah. asking his father for help, yeah. instead of him falling through the floor and then Poseidon saving him anyway. But like, it's also like in the book, Rick thought that the river just ran underneath the arch, which is not the case. And so then after the book came out, everybody went, have you been to St. Louis? And he was like, no, I just kind of assumed the river was closer. 
<laughs> he was like, he never skipped leg day. He fucking <laughs> launched himself off. You know, and so like in the book it was kind of like he fell out the window to the side and then straight down to the river, which is not the case. He would have to go fucking yeet across <laughs> the sky. And so like in this where he's literally falling straight down, it is shot so well in the like spinning Yeah. <laughs> and now the spinning. Like, <laughs> like it's shot so well with the shaky camera and like you can't really see and you feel like it's you because it's a point of view shot. It's so the wind good. whistling and like then, there's no music, it's just the sound of literally. And then the really little Moana blob comes out, catches him, takes him back to the water. Like that was the only way to do that. Yeah. I wish though that it had been made clear that this is Percy doing it, not Poseidon. But they say in the show that it's up a gift from Poseidon, that Poseidon's the one who pulled him to the water. That's what I'm no, saying. I wish it was Percy's well, power. But even in the book... Like, save thought, me! Me! Save me! But even in the book, I thought it was... Well, in the book, it's I guess, I guess it was, yeah, in the book, it's Percy choosing to trust his powers and to trust his ability... Him being like, look, there's water down there. Like, landing on a pillow. Landing on a pillow. Please land on a pillow. <laughs> water slide, water slide, water slide. <laughs> but I love that even in the book, he was still like, that shit fucking hurt. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Like, but, like, smacking on the fucking concrete. Literally, if we'd had any moment of him just, like, practicing with a bead of water or any kind of, like, you know, having a water bottle next to him and controlling the movement of the water in the bottle. So, Something. doing the whole bead of water made me think of um, H2O, just to have water. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm no ordinary girl, no. <laughs> You know Percy would go for that show. He would fucking love that show. He would be like, I wish that we'd had some indication that he'd been practicing his powers, even if he didn't want them. Because no you can see them as something useful. Napping. And especially if he's going on this quest feeling less than or not feeling useful at all. Or feeling really useless. Like, I want to see him being proactive and being like, yes, I want to like work on my power. Also ADHD. So, like, yeah, and I feel like <laughs> any kind of training little montage or any kind of practice montage would have lent to this scene better because then we wouldn't have to rely on it being a gift from Poseidon, even though I know that's what show Percy needs right now because he needs to see something from his dad to show he cares. Rah, 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 rah. Mm. I know that we need that, but we also need to see Percy trust himself because otherwise, what's the point of the prologue shot that you had of him having that failed swimming lesson where he's, like, panicking? What's the point of having that if you don't then have the story arc of the episode be that he now trusts himself rather than trusts his dad's power to help True. him breathe the water? You know what I mean? Like, and so, like, the fact that they made it Poseidon coming up to grab him and pull him to the water, that's what I don't like. I would have rather it have been Percy. And so then... I could understand it if they're going to make it clear in the next episode that he misunderstood what happened and it actually was his power, not Poseidon's power. I would like to be going in circles, you know, in my brain. Because that's what I feel like Percy needs to be doing. He needs to literally be like, I don't know what's up, what's down. I don't know what's correct and I don't know what's me or what's someone else. So I'm just going to like blast out the power and hope something works. Because that's Percy. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. See, but I, and I'm just, for the show itself, I, what I want is... I've said this before, I think I said it in the last episode, but for shit to just be happening in the background. So, like, you say you want a Percy training montage of him playing with water. What I want is... I need more waterbending. That's what I need. What I want is I want Annabeth and Grover to be having a serious conversation, and there's just Percy in the background, and yeah, he's trying to, like... (laughs) 
Kendrick. True. He's kind of, he's there just like staring at the water, waiting for it to move. Just being like, it's like, it's not, like, I want it to be, the camera's not focused on him, but you can see him. And so it's one of those things where it's like, you're supposed to be paying attention to the conversation, but Percy's doing something weird in the corner, so I'm just going to look at the corner of my TV screen. You know what Percy needs is soccer energy. He does! That's what I mean. Like, we just watched the, um, but we just watched the Anyone But You movie. Like, what I need is the scene where they're looking, they're talking to the koala, and in the background there's fucking chaos, and so you're not really listening to them talking to the koala, you're watching the chaos in the background. That's and what I need to be, like, Grover and Adam are having a conversation with each other about, like, maybe, like, they're arguing over a map, or what route to take next, and you just see Percy in the background trying to control a ball of water, and then he's not touching the ball of water anymore, it's just hovering, but then it starts chasing him, because he doesn't understand that it's like tethered to clockwise. Like, just be in the background, like, you know, across the back. Because that shit's funny. It is funny, and it's what I need. But it's also it needs more like cartoon slapsticky. Yeah, a bit more slapstick. Make it because it is like guy. I gotta keep reminding Rick. Rick, it is a kids show. Yeah, you can have all your serious, but your serious doesn't hit. I guarantee you, your adult audience will find it hilarious. But it's like half the time, the reason that serious moments hit so hard in comedy shows, it's because you don't expect the serious to happen because it's a comedy show. Yeah. Hence why Bluey is so amazing. Because it's a show for kids and it's silly and giggly and then all of a sudden they're like, you know, being a parent's hard. That's like, yeah, and that's like, so, like, if we're talking about comedies, comedians who do that really well of like, ha 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 funny, serious, is Daniel Sloss. Oh, so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that being said, all of my... (laughs) (laughs) That being said, all of my little, you know... Like pet peeves in this in this episode, I still really liked this episode. This episode was great. It was great, mostly because yeah. I like chunky and I want one. <laughs> it's fucking huge. Where are we gonna put it? I would like for it to be like Club Penguin though, where I can change the color. That would be really nice because yeah. I feel like green would suit. <laughs> yeah, oh, turquoise, purple, aqua. <laughs> let's let's give her yeah. plum purple. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, next episode we're coming back um, for episode five. It's gonna be so good. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. Neither. This episode was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really liked. Hey, it did, okay, hey, we'll be honest, it took first... a second watch for me to like it. The but first watch, I was like, that was so fast, I didn't really take anything in. But the, was this the first episode of, like, the first episode of the month, last episode of the month? Have we already done book club? I can't remember. We haven't done book club for, like, two months. I was going to leave it until we started House of Hades. Oh, okay, well, that's a good idea, because I haven't read anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we're going to leave it until we're back in, like, the book books. Yeah, so that's, like, the end of this month, at least. Um, Yeah, okay, come back next week. If you want to, send us an email, then we are dancelikebypod.com. And if you want to send us a message or find us on the Instagrams or the Twitters, then we are at dancelikebypod. If you want to find us on the Tiggity Talk, then we are katie.dancelikebypod. And if you want to join us for an episode when we do get to House of Pages, then you can find the Google form in our description. Fill it out. Send me a message after, because I don't get notified when you fill out the form. Um, yeah, where can they find the rest of our stuff, Joe? Guys, it's linked below. Woo! Come back next week for episode five because it's going to be it's something that's never been adapted to screen before because the movies missed it. The movies skipped it and it was dirty. How fucking dare they? The Aries in the water park scene. It's going to be so good. Anyway, we'll see you then, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. Beep, 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 beep